1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on this Thursday, December the 16th. Thank you for listening to American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. How you doing, Tim? Doing well, Ray. Thanks for asking. Uh, uh, Ray's in Kansas City, Kansas, and the three of us are in our home studios here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Ray, uh, we were talking this morning at our show prep uh, meeting that – you guys in the in Kansas, Missouri, I guess Iowa, the Dakotas, uh, Nebraska, um,
2: to the southern part of Minnesota, into Wisconsin—a very rare late fall, early winter. It's almost too. It's almost like a tropical storm that came through. Tornadoes in southern Minnesota in December. Who ever heard of that? Well, here in Kansas City, last night it, at six o'clock it was 73 degrees. When I woke up this morning, it was 32. And that drop in temperature is what brought on this clash of the, you know, the right. cold from from Canada with the wet air from the Gulf. And so we had winds here, 65, 70 miles an hour, uh, unbelievable. And worse, you go north in northern Missouri, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, really, really bad.
1: Like sustained winds of that yeah. speed? Yeah, wow. Yeah. And there,
2: there was—I think this morning there are about a half million people without power in the upper, upper Midwest. I've seen it, that. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Mm.
1: I remember that happened. Was it last year in Iowa? Um, maybe other states too. They—it was worse. Actually, the wind speeds were like hundred miles an hour, mm-hmm. something like hurricane force winds. Mm-hmm. You know that destroyed a lot of crops. It was a freak yeah. storm yep. uh, there in uh, in Iowa last year well uh we uh, thank everybody for listening if you want to join us on uh social media go to facebook or youtube and type in today's issues and you can watch us there Do the show, and we also post the stories that we discuss here on the program on the uh, Today's Issues Facebook page. Chris, go ahead.
3: Well, let's begin with this, and it's not the first person to say it, but this individual is getting a lot of news coverage for saying this. I'm talking about Harvard scientist Dr. Alina Chan, uh, who is making headlines uh, in this country and in others for saying it is reasonable to believe that COVID was engineered by China, and it's long been stated by people and politicians uh, that uh, COVID might have been actually uh, created in uh, China, specifically out of the Wuhan lab. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been kind of written off as conspiracy theorists or, and I'm using air quotes, racist for blaming it on the Chinese. But here you have a Harvard scientist who presumably has a uh, good resume, a lot of credentials, mm-hmm. not an easy job to get it as a Harvard scientist, who says, among other things, it is reasonable. It's now most, the, the likely, most likely origin of covid uh, the fact that it did come out of China, and Beijing has tried to cover it up.
0: Yeah, China has said all along, well, it jumped from an animal to human beings. And what uh, Dr. Lena Chan is saying, there is absolutely no proof. They haven't found the host that, chi- that China and others have said that like would drop, uh, would jump from a rat to a human being. She said that there's been no proof of that. So what is she, and she testified before a committee a government committee in the UK. What she is saying is that everything points towards what's called a natural evolution of this. Natural in the sense that in a lab somewhere, this was concocted, and then it got loose. Now, the question is, did it get loose deliberately, or did it get loose because there wasn't security on the people working on this? That
1: we don't know. W- yet. W- what's her name again, and what is it, what is her uh, credentials?
3: She is a Harvard scientist, Dr. Alina Chan. Uh, she told okay. the Science and Technology Select Committee that it is reasonable to believe that COVID was genetically engineered in China.
1: Right.
2: Well, number one, we know the Chinese government has been doing these highly detailed uh, research experiments on viruses, in part at least, financed by by parts of the U.S. government. We also know, too, the Chinese government, understand we're talking about the government, the, the communist, they lie and they lie repeatedly, they lie deliberately. They they lie when you know they're lying. And so nothing May says is, can say about this is really believable. But I read the same article, Tim, and what is what what she points out is that exactly what Fred said, there is no proof. This idea of going from rats to people or bats to people, there is zero proof. Yes, there's a wet market in Wuhan. And yes, you can buy almost anything at a Chinese wet market. But for that theory to be credible, somebody would have to find that host animal and somehow show how it went from that host from a bat to a human. Nobody. There's zero evidence of that.
1: Well, then, uh, you know, This has been talked about before, but mostly uh, among conservative uh, outlets, for example, news media, so forth and so on. Uh, Not just solely conservative, but uh, uh, in other words, the the saying this was uh, created by Chinese uh, scientists in a laboratory and then it escaped or was released at first was thought to be remember the world health organization weren't they right. the ones who were mm-hmm. the who was uh you know coming out saying basically that with those nonsense yeah okay uh isn't it funny how so many things at the time uh, at a particular time are, are called nonsense yeah. are called uh, conspiracy theories and then six months or a year later and i'm not talking about just with covid but with other things to be true. Yeah. <laughs> and this is. <clears throat> so it's just interesting to me. A Harvard mm-hmm. scientist yeah. is saying it's, quote, reasonable to believe that this was created in a in a uh, Chinese oh, uh, uh, laboratory. The Wuhan mm-hmm. lab. And I would say, to be a smart aleck, I would say, you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, we shouldn't be surprised because there's been a lot more information that's come out since then. Remember the exchanges between Dr. Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci at a couple of hearings Mm -hmm. where Dr. Rand Paul has said, your uh, National Institutes of Health, Dr. Fauci's involved with them, you sponsored gain-of-function experiments in China. He first denied it, and then the proof came out. Gain-of-function, once again, is taking something and enhancing it, enhancing its potential, Mm -hmm. its potency. And then you also have the knowledge that came out over the last year or so that these labs, like the Wuhan lab, are run by the military. The Chinese military is involved with all of these labs. So, remember going back, then-President Trump, Wuhan virus, all right? He was condemned, you're racist for calling it that. Well, what we know now is you start to accumulate, like you were just saying, all of this information is it possible the military was developing a virus that could have a detrimental effect on whole populations? Yeah. And
1: don't forget, with President Trump, the media always <clears throat> prefaced their criticisms of him about almost anything he said <laughs> with, they would say this, without proof, yeah. President Trump mm-hmm. said such and such. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know that President Trump is not a normal politician. He doesn't calculate everything he says or process it through a focus group. Right. Uh, for better or worse, he lets it fly, <laughs> and he gets into tr- he he gets into trouble sometimes when when he uh, is undisciplined and says things that uh, you know all of us would say. You know, you shouldn't be saying that as the president of the United States. However, <laughs> the guy has. Uh, 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 Incredible instincts, political instincts, and I would call it horse sense, mm-hmm. what a lot of people call horse sense, on issues. And he, he often says things that a lot of people are thinking, uh, but maybe you don't know whether they should say that out loud or not. Yes. So when he called this the Wuhan virus, the uh, Chinese virus, he was correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, this originated from the Wuhan lab in China. Whether it escaped or was released intentionally, We'll probably never know, but that—but really the net effect is the same, right? Uh, it's COVID has, has spread all over the world since the spring uh, or, well, before that. I know a lot of people who got it before we even knew what it was, right? So this is – now, the interesting thing is I guess I'm going to go down a conspiracy theory <laughs> rabbit trail here. Rare for me <laughs> to go down a rabbit trail. As if you listen to this program often <clears throat> i can take us there <laughs> all right whether you want to go or not it's always uh, a fun trip i'm yeah. nodding my head because i know where you're going <laughs> okay. not because i say you did. Uh, yes <laughs> l- l- listen um i don't even know if i should bring this up or not but it's uh, interesting to talk about i guess the chinese hated donald trump yes because of the remember he was he was Demanding that they, uh, we have fair trade. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the big thing. He was trying to balance the sheet mm-hmm. between our country and their country. He, he, the Chinese were no fan of Donald Trump's, and he was no fan of theirs. Yep. Okay. Uh, now, if you were one to believe, this would probably make an incredible uh, thriller movie uh, or a John Grisham novel. <clears throat> if you were one to believe that uh this was intentional that is the release of COVID-19 onto the world right I personally think that it was unintentional and it escaped but let's just say that you uh would argue that it was intentional that's not nutty because listen if if you wanted to bring down President Trump and his administration if you're the Chinese and you you hate the man right you released this virus in the fall or late 2019 uh, and knowing that that will impact the elections in America because they'll be dealing with a pandemic and a crisis and turmoil and uh, that would be your, about your only chance to beat Trump if you're China because uh, <clears throat> otherwise President Trump would have won pretty handily I think. Yes. Uh, and I know that People say, well, he won handily anyway. I don't want to argue that point. I'm saying he would have won straight up without any questions uh, because the economy was roaring. Right. Things were going pretty good. We have, pre- we have peace and security uh, for the most part uh, in the United States and in in, on the world stage. But um, this thing comes in, this COVID comes in, and disrupts the whole uh, country and the whole world. So I'm just saying that uh, that's not uh, – Ray, uh,
2: you You want to say
1: anything to support, or or, do you want to say anything to uh, distance yourself from me? If the Chinese
2: look, if the Chinese decided they wanted Trump out, they would have done exactly what you said, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's a big if there. We probably will never, at least not anytime soon, get to the bottom of this, uh, uh, of that question. But if it's the perfect way to do it, they release the virus. It causes unbelievable (laughs) havoc. You have to think it worked. I mean, it worked. It changed the dynamic of the election, right? right? We all agree it changed all of that. So if that's what the Chinese wanted to do, that, that would make a great deal of sense. I
1: just don't know.
3: I
2: know How we're going to get the truth of that?
1: That's why I say it was a rabbit trail. Yeah, I
3: don't know that we'll ever get the truth because the government that runs China. The World is Health communist.
1: Organization is on it, Chris. Well, yeah. Come on, who. man. Do <laughs> are not have any faith?
3: Yeah, the uh, the who, you know. Yeah, the who. Uh, who are they to think who they are? Um, but no, I don't know that we'll ever actually get the truth from China because they are a communist government that runs the country. They're also pro-abortion. So if you're okay with killing babies, and you are communist, For, I, forced I sterilization just, and, yes. the,
1: and forced abortions. Let me just say another thing. Uh, anecdotally, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Good word. Anecdotally uh, on this, uh, all, uh, most everybody listening to me right now knows people that weird things are happening to their bodies that mm-hmm. don't happen with a normal virus. Women are losing their hair. I don't know, three or four ladies on our staff who had COVID, and they Mm -hmm. said, this is really strange. I'm losing hair. Now, it'll grow back probably, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've Uh, heard those stories. Losing taste and smell. Have you ever heard of that with a virus of any kind? Um, Maybe that can happen. I'm I'm just saying, a lot of things that have happened with people's bodies and even their minds because of COVID, uh, you go, that sounds like something that was Created in a lab rather than something that comes from nature.
3: Sure. Brain fog has been another brain fog. common uh ailment, uh, even among young people. See, it's not something where it's a sign of age, you know, brain fog. No, there's, there's young people that have also that.
0: muscle impairment. I've mm-hmm. heard of the symptoms that months later they're still having trouble walking and these are healthy right. males. And they're have all of a sudden they have after COVID, they have what
1: they call long COVID. Uh Lock, so, yeah. Just, uh, <clears throat> now the, uh, the, uh, anyway, you're listening to today's issues on the American family radio network, Tim, Fred, Chris, and Ray. And we thank you for listening. Next story,
3: Chris, well, somebody that will definitely not get any information from on, uh, the origins of COVID is one president, Joe Robinette Biden. Uh, he That's was his actually, name? that is his middle name. How'd yes. you know that? That's what you pay me for, Tim.
1: Rob, you did, you did a deep dive on the, uh, on the, on Biden. Actually,
3: it's. Joe Robinette Biden Jr., I believe. But anyway, um, wow, he was, uh, he was outside the White House yesterday about to embark on a trip. And a reporter, not Peter Ducey, actually asked him a hard question, that being, are you going to say and do anything tough to China about the origins of COVID? And if you have not seen the video, I know this is a radio program. If you've not seen the video, uh, Joe you, does his trademark white toothy grin.
1: Yeah. Before you, mm-hmm. uh, Brent, have you posted this? Okay. Brent's going to post excuse me for interrupting, yeah, Chris. Fine. It's rare also for me here. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, what, what, what you're about to hear, you can't fully appreciate without seeing the video as you describe it as president Biden. I saw this last night, president Biden. And I, I think he may be getting on the plane to go to Missouri, uh, to visit the folks who, you know, suffered from the tornadoes. Kentu- yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky rather, yeah. excuse me. Thank you. Uh, but he's asked the a question by kind of a rope-line reporter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. remember President Trump used to do these for 15 or 20 minutes? How dare he? Give and take. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Biden, Biden gets – what Biden does right here in response to this question, you won't hear him say anything because what he does was he listens to the question that you're about to hear, and then what he smirks, turns, and walks away. That was his response to the question from this reporter. Go ahead and play that.
4: 1,000, 800, coronavirus deaths. Um, if you have a say that
5: on your responsibility. Why haven't you uh, asked China
1: to do more to be transparent on the origins? So he, he, that doesn't really work on radio. You can barely hear the
6: mm-hmm.
1: hear the reporter. She's asking. Remember now. Remember that I could bring up quote after quote after quote. Okay, Biden, when he was running for president, was was just beat Trump up unmercifully. Yeah, on the campaign trail, he this man has caused the death of hundreds of thousands. I don't know how many people had had passed away at the time. Oh, two hundred before CNN took their death roll. Yeah, uh, <laughs> off their channel after Biden was elected. Remember that mm-hmm. the death count under Trump, then Biden gets elected. Down goes CNN's death count. Amazing. Why is that? Because they wanted Biden to win, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do everything they could to hurt Trump. The liberal media did. But what they're doing right there, uh, she's asking a question. I don't even know who the reporter is. She's asking a question. What about 800,000 people have died now of COVID in the U.S.? What is your responsibility? And also, are you going to force China to to get to the bottom of this, on the origins of it? Two very legitimate questions, especially considering he said he was going to shut down the virus. Remember that? Right. Blame Trump for all the deaths. I'm going to shut down the virus. I have a plan. Well, now all that's out the window. A president can't control a virus, uh, even though he tried. Everybody, most smart people knew that when he was campaigning on that. But it was unfair, incredibly unfair to my word to beat up Trump over the virus uh, and the death count and so forth. And now more people have passed away in the last yes ten months or eleven months since Biden has been in in the office than did under the pre, uh, President Trump. Okay. And you have the vaccines to your advantage. I'm yeah. talking about uh, Biden did. And so uh, two very legitimate questions, serious questions, asked by this uh, lady reporter. You heard her. Biden, Biden grins, I would call it a smirk, and turns away, right, as if to say, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't have to. Because you're the only one in the media, maybe besides Peter Ducey, is going to hold me to account for my previous words and actions. Go ahead, Ray.
2: Well, in truth, the <clears throat> president turns away because he can't answer. He cannot give an illogical, honest accounting of the hundreds of thousands of COVID deaths on his watch. You know, in, in some ways, you wouldn't bring that up to the president, except he used that same argument against Donald Trump. Bingo. Yeah. A year ago, right? So, Otherwise, you wouldn't even say that. And, and folks, I would encourage you, watch that video, because what Tim said is exactly right. He didn't just grin. That was the smirk of a man who knows he's protected by the media, so he doesn't have to answer a hard question.
1: Okay, so Brant just put that on our Today's Issues Facebook page. That video we're talking about right here Biden smirking when asked these questions. We just posted it on our Today's Issues Facebook page. Here, here's what's interesting.
0: The White House made a big deal in the last 48 hours, the fact that over 800,000 people have died. That's what the, So 500,000 on Joe Biden's watch, over 500,000. Number two, you'll remember, and I think we played the audio of this yesterday or the day before, in that update on the virus, President Joe Biden lied again with regards to this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated oh my gosh
1: remember we played that yesterday yes i know it's, it's, he re- he he knows sounds like a fool yeah. it's
0: malarkey i i he is lying he knows he's lying you because, think so or you think he's just listening he didn't even know no 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 okay sir. you think I, I believe he knows because we are hearing even from i would say the liberal side of things vaccinated people can get infected again vaccinated people spread can, the virus can spread the virus right nobody is debating that but he continues to say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated
1: that is a lie mm-hmm. yeah uh it's just th- th- there are very few in the uh mainstream media that will even ask him tough questions Or Jinsaki, saki you you, you got to count on peter Ducey from fox news or are or, or you get is what did did, did biden like his email uh, did biden like his oatmeal this morning yeah. i mean that's about what you get from a lot of these uh, reporters they're really into defending uh, almost the indefensible and that's uh, a shame uh, uh okay so you posted that on brent posted that on our, our facebook page go ahead chris
3: well i was going to point out and we've discussed this in recent uh show. Yeah, let me, let me show. say this chris
1: mm-hmm. as i interrupt you for the third time executive order from hour. the president that's yes okay. uh, and, uh, and i apologize folks i know that gets annoying but that's you know that's what I do. Sometimes. I'll pick up your dry. I'm, really, I'm really, I'm really, good. I'm really I'm good at, at, at interrupting. Uh, let me just say this: in, in all fairness, uh, and we mentioned this a few minutes ago briefly. Uh I don't blame Biden for the for the uh, deaths mm-hmm. that have gone on from the COVID virus. I don't blame Trump for the deaths that have gone on uh, 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 for the COVID virus. Uh Presidents can't stop a virus. Okay, they're not God. Uh, so. uh but to Ray's point earlier, the only reason I bring that up and that we talk about this is not to pile on Biden. It's because Biden was the one who started this right? by saying Trump is responsible for the COVID deaths. And remember he said, mm-hmm. Biden said, if I were uh, any president that's responsible for that number of deaths should resign. You remember him saying that? Yeah. Should mm-hmm. resign. Well, now he's being held to the same standard he set, and all he can do is do his little smirk and walk off and gaze into the uh, stars. or right. wh- Whatever he's d- he's looking more and more like he doesn't know where he is mm-hmm. half the time. Maybe that's true, but I'm just saying that is a uh, that that is a uh, a snapshot of the of the Biden administration's uh, attitudes towards uh, the American people. Really, it's to smirk. And to dismiss the question because, as Ray said, he knows that the liberal media is going to protect him from any uh, difficult questions. For the most part, there are a few in the liberal mainstream media who will occasionally bring up uh, tough questions and point out statistics and so forth. But uh, I just want CNN to put back up their uh, rolling death count for COVID. Yes. uh, Because they did that for Trump. uh, Biden gets elected, inaugurated. And all of a sudden it disappears. Mm. All right, we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues. Promise, no interruptions from Tim (laughs) the next half hour.
4: What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical
0: marriages
1: and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our
3: mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations
4: of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us
1: every american ought to visit george washington's mount vernon estate south of washington dc i'm tim wildman president of american family association and american family radio we're going to be going to mount vernon on one of our spiritual heritage tours coming up in june and september wanted to let you know about these tours already because they will fill up quick so For all the information, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're gonna be going to Yorktown, Jamestown and Williamsburg as well on a separate trip. So, so much rich American history there to be experienced. Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation is a nationally noted historian and he's gonna be with us along the way. spiritualheritagetours.com.
4: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. You need a university you can trust that offers a world-class education with the values, knowledge, and skills you need to succeed. That place is Liberty University, and now is the perfect time to start. This fall, Liberty is celebrating 50 years of training champions for Christ, a mission that has not wavered since it opened in 1971. With more than 700 programs online and on campus, Liberty can help you turn your vision into a future you can be proud of. Text EXPLORE to the number 49596. That's EXPLORE to the 49596. President Biden paid a visit to several towns in tornado-ravaged Kentucky the other day. He said he would be asking his administration to set up sites so survivors of the storms could get booster shots. I'm not pulling your leg here, folks. That's exactly what he said. The weekend tornadoes devastated towns in Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, and Missouri. Nearly 100 people have died, hundreds injured, Entire towns and cities wiped off the face of the earth. Thousands of people are homeless. But the most important issue for the White House is whether or not the survivors have gotten the jab. Now, you may not have a place to lay your head at night, but by golly, the government's going to make sure you get that vaccine. Maybe an enterprising reporter should be asking whether or not survivors will still be able to get access to federal help if they don't get the jab. My new book makes a great stocking stuffer. Our Daily Biscuit devotions with a drawl available right now at ToddStearns.com. When you
3: die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. HeavenOrNot.net
4: Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.13. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments
0: at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim here with Fred and Chris and Ray. Ray's in Kansas City, Kansas. And we three are in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, our headquarters for AFR. And we thank you for listening and joining us from wherever you may be. Across the fruited plain, or uh, the windy fruited plain, rather very windy fruited plain right now. Um, we have our, our, our guest now, is it yes. correct? Yes. Fred? Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times
0: right here on American Family Radio at 1 p.m. Central on Saturday and 12 noon on Sunday. Jan, great to have you again.
6: Uh, thank you, Fred. Good to be with you.
0: You know, we talked to Ray about the storm that went through uh, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, did you get a bit of that
6: wind last night? Yeah, <clears throat> we did. It was bizarre. I believe the first time in the history of uh, the state of Minnesota, we had uh, summer-like uh, weather yesterday starting with warm temperatures, 60 degree in December, and then followed by terrible storm, wind, wind damage, uh, etc., and now snow today, so... Stick around, you'll get every season here eventually.
0: <laughs> Sixty yesterday and snow today.
6: Yep, yeah, yeah. Wow, yep. that's a bit of a mess.
0: Talk about weather whiplash. Yeah, Jan, well, I was. You, li- wonder,
6: you wonder if there's a message in all of this? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> there could be. Jan, I was listening to your terrific program on the weekend, and uh, you know your program. You deal a lot with eschatology. Yeah. Uh, looking at what the Bible says, what the future holds. And you've been talking a lot in the last year about the impact of the pandemic, but also what might be up with world governments with regards to this whole push on what they call climate change. Yeah. You played a very interesting audio clip of Prince Charles mm-hmm.
6: uh,
0: at the recent uh, climate change conference uh, that was held in Europe. And, and I want to play that clip for everybody. And I, I want you to listen very carefully. He talks about all the money that's going to be needed to, flight, uh, to fight climate change and about coming together. Uh, the world needs to come together on this. Listen very carefully. He uses a personal pronoun as to who might bring this about. So let's play that cut, Brent.
2: So, and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector, with trillions at his disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition.
0: Jan, even before you brought attention to it on the program, I heard mm-hmm. that that trillions of dollars would be required, trillions of dollars, and he said, at his disposal. Talk about that.
6: Well, the the speech was clearly written ahead of time. He was reading it, therefore he didn't just have a slip of the tongue. We doubt. So he's referring to at his disposal. Who is his? Who who's he referring to? Uh, is it some global leader? Uh, probably, but we don't know that. You don't want don't want to read too much into it. But it was intentional. He's referring to somebody who's going to be leading probably the world, maybe it's a World Economic Forum member, uh, maybe it's Klaus Schwab. Um, I think it's the Antichrist, but again, we don't know that, so that's that's kind of making a huge jump here, but it seems to me it's a global leader who will have trillions at his disposal to solve the climate problem.
0: Jen, uh, kind of the thrust of your program was basically we've now experienced the pandemic. In the last year and a half, almost two years, we have this book, a big push towards uh, dealing with so-called climate change, man-made climate change. But the agenda is to bring world forces together for these causes. And I I think, you know, certainly Bible prophecy talks about, and and, and it's been preached about for years, about during the tribulation, an antichrist who basically rules the world, but you have to have... Governments around the world willing to take their, their leadership from this person, this individual.
6: That's exactly right. It sounds like Prince Charles and this individual are good friends. Again, that's an assumption. We don't know that. But I think the point, Fred, is that the stage is being set, and there's conversations that are being spoken, including the one we're referring to, that are extremely intriguing and troubling, Um, it's the position of my ministry that the Church is gone when the Antichrist is revealed. We're enjoying heaven at that time, and I realize that the timing is debatable, but that's what we we teach here. But uh, the point is, the stage is being set. If the stage is being set, then every listener needs to get ready for um, the, the last of the last days, which I believe we're in, and get their heart ready when it comes to making a decision for Jesus Christ
0: amen amen bible prophecy coming true in our day
1: listen uh, yeah. jan what uh, what do you got coming up this weekend on your show and um and we look forward to it go ahead
6: yeah i'm I'm going to be playing parts of the <clears throat> behold he comes prophecy conference which we conducted in the fall at calvary chapel chino hills california so folks will get a taste of some of the best teachers i think out there talking about the very things we're talking about now So thank you for giving me the opportunity. All right.
1: Thanks, Jan. Appreciate it.
6: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was at that conference in California. Oh, that's right. You were, Fred. It was excellent. It was excellent. Well worth watching. Okay. Thank
6: you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.
1: Jan's show is heard uh, Saturdays and Sundays here Mm -hmm. on American Family Radio. Uh, Sundays, I know, is it 12? Sunday at 12. Saturday at 1.00. Central. I couldn't remember Saturdays. What one Central, one Central time? Uh, understanding the times is the name of her show. Uh, uh, one o'clock Central Time on Saturdays here on Afr, and then noon on Sundays here on Afr. All right. Thanks for listening to uh, today's issues on Afr. Let's just go ahead to our next guest, Dr. Alex McFarland, who joins us from North Carolina. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Well, it has the peanut. Uh, peanut butter factory coming there. You got going on.
5: Well, it's because I got just, yours. You <laughs> sent me yeah? that. Yeah, you know, back in the depression, my grandmother ran a hotel, uh, and uh, she told me when I was a kid, she said they had to make their own ketchup. They made their own mayonnaise, which, by the way, homemade mayonnaise can be really good. And she said to me, she said we we actually made our own homemade peanut butter, and I asked my grandmother, I was about 12 or 13, I said, how do you make peanut butter? And I'll never forget, my grandmother, she's a very godly lady, she said, well, the good Lord made it, so there's oil in there, and if you chop the peanuts and chop them up and pulverize the peanuts, the oil comes out, and so I learned how to make peanut butter. All right,
1: so how do you, so let's go through this for just a minute, I'm curious about this, so you take peanuts, Mm -hmm. how do you get them... How do you get them massively out of the, in mass, out of the shells to make your peanut butter?
5: Well, I'm going to tell you what we did. Um, we would roast peanuts and then chop them up and chop them and chop them, and, and eventually oil comes out. Now, um, there there is peanut powder that they purposely dehydrate, but, I mean, if you, honestly, you can try this at home. If you just go and buy some peanuts... And, and chop them up, like get a knife or something, eventually oil will come out and you mix and mix and mix. And that's why the peanut butter that Angie and I make, if you look on the ingredients, it just says ingredients, peanuts. I mean, there's no corn syrup, there's no oil, there's no anything. It's just peanuts. But so back in the late, uh, like, 07, 08, 09, Angie and I would make up peanut butter to give to our friends at Christmas, and it it got kind of bigger than we could handle. So in the spirit of full disclosure, I'm going to tell you, like the peanut butter that I send to AFA and all my friends in ministry um, is not made in our kitchen anymore because it has to be pasteurized and USDA and all that. So we have some Wait a listeners... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here we go. I'm trying to absorb this right here because I here got go. your peanut
1: butter in my office that you sent me, and it says McFarland Farms or something like that. Well,
5: I know, and it is. It's oh. North Carolina peanuts and all that. But uh, you know, just so that we don't get into any legal trouble or any anytime you have I thought a you made it for me, though. Uh, well, we did up until about <laughs> six years ago.
1: Well, I, but, uh,
5: it's I held the,
1: you in real high esteem, <laughs> alex uh, i'm talking about a 10 out of 10 i'm gonna have to take you down to an eight right there I just clean feel like, hands I just and just like pure a, heart you did confess to it but i just feel like i've been misled a little bit on the the, the authenticity of the uh, peanut butter from your farm there well you, you have evidently farmed it out to <laughs> yeah, exactly hopefully it and, isn't in china for goodness no, sake. We'll oh some no, got kind of a peanut virus or something
5: to <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you something and and we'll we'll talk about spiritual things seriously I know is... I know more about peanut butter than a preacher ought to know, probably, and that's a good
3: title for a book, yeah,
5: yeah, uh, there are a lot of the major brands that do buy peanuts from China, and so what we did when we started making peanut butter, I said, I want to get only domestically grown non-gmo peanuts preferably from north carolina although i've bought peanuts from oklahoma and texas too but i'm going to tell you something the usda allows for a certain amount of non peanut items and i'm going to tell you there's a lot the cheaper peanut butter you look the first ingredient is usually corn syrup and they're often bought from china and uh I won't elaborate too much, okay. but there are a lot of non-peanut items that come in that those cheap peanut. Check butters.
1: your ingredients on the side of your uh, peanut butter, ladies and gentlemen, before you uh, buy it or consume it. All right, uh, I want to switch gears. I don't want to switch gears. I want to switch cars, right here. <laughs> huh. I want to. I want to talk about. Uh, we're 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 in uh, the the, the uh, season leading up to well just a week away right or uh, so yeah from when we traditionally when uh, when we when we're not traditionally we've we've celebrated the birth of jesus christ in the western world on december the 25th um by the way do you know how long that's been the date that that uh and how, and wh- am i right to say the western world celebrates and then alex you talk about that and then ray can talk about that
5: yeah, and you know, December 25th, uh, a lot of people, a lot of the skeptics kind of will scoff and say, well, you know, that's probably not the, the day of Christmas. But you know, I mean, you think about it, we've got a one out of 365 chance of getting the date of Christmas right, so I mean, that, those aren't too, too bad of odds. But yeah, you're right, um, Christmas on December 25th, you know, many in the early church thought that that was the date of Christ's miraculous conception, because if you, um, you know, nine months from December 25th is in the fall, uh, and that may have been the time of Christ's birth, we just don't know. But Does it, it matter? Was, I don't think it matters. I mean, the, the reality is that He really, really honestly did come, and so... Um, that's what matters, and, and the you know while we might not know the exact date of the birth of Jesus, we absolutely know that the time of the resurrection of Jesus, uh, Passover 32 A.D., which would have been roughly April sixth, and so you know the beautiful thing is the reality of it is um, that that he came
1: right.
2: Well, that's a hundred percent correct. Everything Alex said. We're not given any command to set aside a day to celebrate the birth of Christ. But December the 25th works, mm-hmm. and he goes way back, as Alex said, way back. It, it works perfectly, and the point is not the exact date, but that Jesus did come. Alex, I want to ask you a question about, we, we sometimes hear just the meaning of a word is incarnation. We, you know, mm-hmm. Preachers talk about it. But that's not a normal word that you hear in English discourse. Say so. What when 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 we talk about the word incarnation, what exactly does that mean?
5: Well, you know, if you ever go to a Mexican restaurant and you see a dish called carne asada, mm-hmm. which is uh, carne means flesh. It's a Latin word, and when we talk about the Incarnate carne asada, by the way, is uh, beef with some vegetables, but the word carne, which is the root of incarnation, means flesh. Christ, the second member of the Trinity, God the Son, enfleshed himself. He took on a human body, and that, that's why Jesus, among many reasons, but Jesus is the most unique life ever lived, fully God, fully man, but not fallen man, and God took on a human body so that he could be our Savior. And yes, he was fully divine deity, we say, but he could feel pain. He experienced emotions. And when Jesus was nailed to the cross, yes, literal nails in his hands and feet, and he could feel literal pain and and he took the punishment for us. So, Ray, to your wonderful question, the incarnation means that God took on a human body and came onto the stage of human history. It's amazing.
2: Let Let me ask one follow up to that because we hear about the virgin birth, and I, I there's a miracle here, obviously, and this is something. I mean, the virgin birth, Apostles' Creed, conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Is there a connection between the truth of the virgin birth and what you've just said, the fact of the Incarnation?
5: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I I grew up... I I think God actually used this to push me toward biblical worldview and apologetics, but I grew up in a big mainline denominational church that was in the 70s and 80s, turning left as quickly as they could. And I remember sitting under more than one preacher, that from the pulpit denied the virgin birth and said that the idea that Christ was born of a virgin, you know, that might be kind of a special from the song Silent Night, but it really didn't happen that way. And even as a, a, an unsaved teenager, I remember kind of sitting in the pew and I thought, now wait a minute, if, if he wasn't virgin born, then he would have had a sin nature, and if he had a sin nature, he couldn't be our Savior. I want to say this, I want to be on record, the virgin birth is truth, Amen. it is a theological necessity, and that's part of what makes Jesus qualified to be our Savior, uh, because he did not inherit the guilt of Adam and Eve. And so when I've had university students and professors say, well, wait a minute, you know, the, the virgin birth is a biological impossibility, well, yeah, that's why it's a miracle, And if God created the universe and the human race, then he could uh, achieve a virgin birth. I mean, he created reality. He is able to intervene within reality. So um, C.S. Lewis, he said, you know, what about the people who believe in God and miracles but, quote, draw the line at the virgin birth? If if you can believe, C.S. Lewis said, if you can believe the first verse of the Bible... In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you can believe the miracle of creation, you can believe any miracle, including the miracle of Christ's virgin birth. I believe it. It's a it's a biblical necessity, guys.
1: Hey, I do have a question uh, related to this story. Why didn't the uh, why didn't uh, the Jews uh, recognize Jesus Christ as the promised Messiah? That's that's a that's a seminary uh class for a year. <laughs> it, uh, well, <laughs> I it know is. it is, but but go ahead, talk about that. You would
5: Well, I, I think there are a lot of reasons. Um one, uh they were wanting a Messiah that would at that moment overthrow Rome and just physically they they were not so much looking for a deliverer from sin, but a deliverer from at that point, you know, culturally... So a military
1: or political leader to arise. Right. The the Messiah. That's what the Messiah would do, not save them from their sin. And
5: and by the way, there there were various groups of zealots. You know what's interesting? Barabbas that uh, was released, a murderer and rioter. Barabbas and Judas very likely were part of the same sect of zealots trying to overthrow Rome. Part of the reason that Judas probably betrayed the Lord is because once he realized, wait a minute, he's not hes not about the military, he's about his messiahship, Judas began to uh, betray him. But you're right, a lot of the Jews, they didn't believe... For, for a lot of... there was pride. Uh, Jesus was the, the son of a carpenter born in a manger. He wasn't this grandiose... Leader, as they defined it, to overthrow Rome. And so, um, and, and also, let me say, they had their well oiled religious machine and rituals. And it, as is so often the case in life, God does something that's different from what we expect. And each one of us, then as now, the question is not, why did they disbelieve? The question is, what will we do? Remember, Jesus said to Peter, you know but who do you say that i am and to tim to every one of the listeners uh, i would beg of you folks there must be that moment when you within your heart it's not about mom and dad it's not about anything other than myself what have you done with jesus because jesus is a personal savior and you know you, every, every person listening, you may have a relationship with the Lord. Jesus loves you. Christmas is because God so loved the world that he sent a Savior. And as uh, Bert and I so often say on Exploring the Word, Jesus is as close by as a prayer. Make this the day that you open your heart and have Christ come into your life.
1: Amen. Oh, listen, Alex, thanks for joining us. Uh, what's your website people want to visit it?
5: Uh, AlexMcFarland.com And we've got a lot of great things Coming up in the new year I want to give a little plug We do a summer camp Biblical Worldview And uh, it's going to be next July And uh, we want to teach your teenagers How to love God and country So check out AlexMcFarland.com
1: It's going to be an in-person
5: Oh yeah And Will and Miki are going to be At our camp next year July 17th through 22nd And uh, Where are you going to be this time? We're going to be just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. We've rented a very wonderful camp, horseback riding, all the great camp stuff. Okay. But Will and Miki and myself, we're going to teach kids biblical worldview.
1: Okay, so how can they uh, so go, go to what website to find out about that? And what, what age uh, group qualifies for that?
5: M- middle school and high school. Okay. We can take middle school through high school. Go to your website, alexmcfarland.com.
1: M-A-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D dot com.
5: Just uh, M-C. 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 No yeah,
1: M-A-C. Alex
5: McFarlane. M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D. That's mac, I've got,
1: I'm thinking mac and cheese right there. Uh, hey, you
5: know what now I'm, saying? I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. It goes with peanut butter. <clears throat> yeah. It does. All right. Uh, thanks, Alex. Appreciate it, brother. Take care. God
5: bless you guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks. Merry Christmas.
1: Listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Got three minutes, Chris?
3: Yes, I have a story. Uh-huh. Governor Ron DeSantis making headlines for uh, continuing his battles and speaking out against uh, things like critical race theory. Governor DeSantis says, "We're not going to do this kind of thing in Florida. We're going to, we're not going to teach people that people are racist and you're being downtrodden because your coworker, or neighbor, or fellow student is racist." So he is a. Uh, pushing something called the Stop Woke Act. And I've got a little bit of his announcement speech, clip one. We are going to be introducing
4: to the public, and and we have legislators who are going to help us with this, um, a new piece
5: of legislation for the upcoming legislative session called Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act, the Stop Woke Act. Giving parents a private right of action to be able to enforce the prohibition on crt this corporate crt it's basically corporate sanctioned racism and they're trying to shove it down these employees throats
0: yeah that's that's really neat what he's going to do uh he's putting muscle mm-hmm. behind a lot of politicians uh recognize what critical race theory is doing for kids and for now workers Ron DeSantis wants to pass laws in florida That will punish companies, in this case, punish companies that try to force their employees to accept the false teaching of critical race theory. Yeah.
3: Some people on the right are probably going to make an argument that, well, you know, I don't like government coming down and telling people to do this or that. But the people pushing CRT started this. And as many people have pointed out, until somebody stands up and fights it, it's only going to get worse. And Ron DeSantis chose to do something about it. Well, if you're making
0: uh, accepting Marxist critical race theory has a condition of employment, mm-hmm. in other words, you don't accept it, I'm going to fire you, then I think the
1: government has a right to get involved. Right. And he's Canadian. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. All right. So uh, Chris will step out. Steve will step in. Steve Jordahl will be with us. And we will continue <clears throat> our talking ab- about... What's the issues of the day, I should say, that's what this program's called, today's issues, in five minutes after this news timeout. Stay with us.